Hello, one and all. Welcome to Alternate Jersey, the podcast that reimagines your favorite sports moments to find out what could have happened. I'm your host and yet another white podcast host, Grant Evan. We've had yet another exciting season of football with plenty of twists, turns, dramatic endings, bad calls, and all sorts of nonsense, but one constant theme seemed unavoidable week after week. One score games. Some teams flourished in close games, winning several nail-biters or managing to stop an inspired comeback. Other teams found themselves on the other end of that, wasting what could have been a great season, constantly folding when their team needed them most. Today, we're going to reverse those fortunes. I've gone through and found every one-score game, flipped them, rearranged every team's record, and built a new playoff picture. Some teams will come out of this unscathed, some will come out of it victorious, and some will come out of it very scathed. And remember, just like last year with our three-point reversals, it's important to note that this episode isn't meant to be used as ammunition when your salty ass talks about your team saying things like, See, we could have been great. This is merely another reality where an extra modicum of effort was exacted. Your bad team might actually just be bad. Furthermore, good teams who are kicked off a cliff during this episode need to remember how difficult winning in this league is and should not be bragging that you won those close games. So, without further ado, let us ask ourselves, what if every one-score game in the 2019 season was reversed? First, let's establish what I mean by a one-score game. Any game where the final score featured a gap of 7 points or fewer will be considered a one-score game. Essentially, a game where the losing team could have won the game with at most a touchdown. I have excluded 8-point games because at most that would have resulted in overtime and no way am I going to play God by deciding who would win a bunch of overtimes. And if you happen to be a Cardinals or the Lions fan, it's only fair to warn you that we are keeping your tie intact. Again, not here to play God by deciding which of you should have won in week one, or who had the best opportunity to walk away with a win. Ties are law in all dimensions. Deal with it. With that out of the way, let's talk about the teams who aren't going to suffer much because of this. Two teams who made the playoffs are still going to do so. The Eagles improve on their fortunes just a little bit by going 10-6 instead of 9-7, while the Patriots still manage to go 12-4, but this time they don't get stunned by Miami in Week 17. More on that later. Lamar's Ravens are going to still win the AFC North no problem, but with a much less convincing 10-6 record. The Titans, like New England, manage to keep their 9-7 record, but instead of playing second fiddle to Houston, they win the AFC South. Bonus fun! The Texans finish last with a 6-10 record. The Rams record is also staying right at 9-7, but they have the good fortune of making the playoffs of that record now. They become the NFC's sixth seed. Which leads us to our next topic, the teams that suffer. The Packers may have had a win-ugly mantra, but now all those ugly wins are disappointing losses as they fall down to 7-9 out of the playoffs and a third-place NFC North finish, including getting swept by Detroit and losing to the Redskins. Everyone's favorite Cinderella team, the Buffalo Bills, also go down to 7-9, but still have dreams of the time Andy Dalton got them into the playoffs a few years ago. The Chiefs are still in the playoffs, but they drop a win and fall to 11-5, putting them back behind the Patriots with no Dolphin miracle to bank on. No bye week here, they're stuck in the wildcard round. Another team who isn't playing in the bye week? 
the Saints. In fact, the Saints are out of the playoffs entirely and even have a last place 7-9 record in the NFC South. No Teddy Magic and Breeze can't save them now. But the most shocking and crushing failure? The Seattle Seahawks. A real-world fifth seed and wildcard round winner, Seattle drops all the way to a 4-12 record as they seem incapable of finishing anybody off. Chargers syndrome gets spread to Seattle, and Pete Carroll's job appears to be in jeopardy as a result. And speaking of the Chargers, let's talk about our big winners. The Bengals will see a sharp improvement, one that keeps them far away from Joe Burrow and may even keep Andy Dalton in the Tiger Stripes. No playoffs, though. Uh, sorry. You know who is in the playoffs? Cleveland. Cleveland goes 8-8, eight and eight, and trust me, I can explain myself. Okay, so the Browns start out the season going 8-5, and five, but drop their last three, which puts them in a race against the Pittsburgh Steelers and their constant game of who the hell is in at quarterback this week. The Steelers also finish 8-8, eight and eight, which means we got ourselves a good old-fashioned tiebreaker breakdown, but this one is easy. The Browns and Steelers face each other twice a year, and in this particular world, the Browns routed the Steelers. So, same record, but head-to-head -head favors Cleveland. And since no other possible teams in the AFC had a better record than Cleveland, the Browns are the sixth seed, baby! Freddie Kitchens did it! Throw the parade! <laughs> Anyway, the Jaguars are going to be really drinking Minshew's Kool-Aid after starting the year 6-2, but are going to crash right back down to earth, finishing the year 1-7 for a 7-9 record. Sorry I put this part in the good news section. Minnesota Vikings fans will be thrilled to learn that with Green Bay out of the way that they will be the new Kings of the North. Captain Kirk and his band of merry men now go 12-4 in prime position for a bye week. How? Well, the Niners are going 11-5, so they're going to be playing in the wildcard round. Want to know who else is going to be there as a division winner? Tampa Bay. Yes! Jameis' game-losing interceptions take a turn for the better as the Bucks go 10-6 and, and win the NFC South. So no Niners, no Packers, and no Saints in front of Minnesota, which means the Vikes are poised for a coveted first-round bye. Their competition? The Dallas Cowboys. Jason Garrett eventually got canned in our world for failing to put the nail in the coffin of several games, but now he is looking like Coach of the Year material again. The boys rival Minnesota with a 12-4 record of their own. This is another easy tiebreaker to figure out because Minnesota and Dallas face each other, but this time it's Dallas who gets the win, so the Cowboys go from playoff outsiders to the number one seed. Something similar brews in the AFC. The Patriots are another easy bye week nominee, so Tom Brady's streak isn't broken, but there is another AFC West team poised to rob them of the number one seed, the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers, who seem to have angered God herself, suffered through heartbreaking loss after heartbreaking loss, but now they're able to hold their own and grab their own 12-4 record. The tiebreaker here is pretty simple, but not as simple. When two teams don't face one another, you instead look at their division records. Brady and Belichick go 4-2 in the AFC East, while the Chargers go 5-1 in the AFC West. Chargers get the number one seed. Now that our playoff teams are established, a few quick narrative things. 
The Dolphins tank is officially a success. The Finns go 2-14 and are the easy choice for the number one seed. So instead of potentially Tua, they're in prime position. It's a Heisman winning phenom Joe Burrow. Your second seed are their own rivals, the New York Jets. Their weird string of fortunate end-of-the-year luck gets blasted to a 3-13 record. The good news is they can probably take Chase Young to sack Joe Burrow for the rest of time. The Lions and Cardinals both finish 7-8-1, and Kyler Murray becomes a much easier choice for Rookie of the Year since he managed 7 whole wins and goes on a 4-game winning streak to end the year. Freddie Kitchens and Jason Garrett are obviously safe because they've made the playoffs, and Pat Shermer may even get to keep his job after going 7-9 with fumble-prone Daniel Jones at quarterback, a vast improvement from their previous season. The Panthers are in slightly better shape with their own 7-9 record, but it's not enough to save Ron Rivera, who will still go on to the 4-12 Redskins who can Jay Gruden. Some coaching and even QB seats start to get warmer. Pete Carroll, as we mentioned, is probably out in Seattle with a 4-12 record, but Sean Payton, after being a Super Bowl favorite and finishing in last, may increase scrutiny on him and the future of Drew Brees and his now-finished contract. Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky may be in trouble themselves as they fall to 5-11, but this one seems less certain given their relative age on the team. With only Seattle and New Orleans in doubt for head coach retention, don't expect Mike McCarthy to be getting any big head coaching signings in either of those recently successful cities, and don't expect him to show interest in the Chicago job either. Now, on to the playoffs where we crown our alternate Jersey 2019 champions. First, the AFC. As a reminder, our seeds are number one, the Los Angeles Chargers, number two, the New England Patriots, number three, the Baltimore Ravens, number four, the Tennessee Titans, number five, the Kansas City Chiefs, and number six, the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland gets curb stomped by the Ravens. Our simulations indicate that Kansas City would have the advantage over Tennessee in the wildcard round, so the Titans' dramatic wildcard win turns into an exit. That sends Baltimore to face the Patriots, a team they've already beat even in our world, and will continue to do so in our simulations. Meanwhile, these Chargers understand perfectly how to handle their rival Chiefs and send them packing. Our AFC Championship is between the Chargers and Ravens, and in a weird turn of events, in 6 out of 10 simulations, it's the Chargers who make the Super Bowl. Our NFC seeds are as such. Number one, the Dallas Cowboys. Number two, the Minnesota Vikings. Number three, the San Francisco 49ers. Number four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number five, the Philadelphia Eagles. And number six, the Los Angeles Rams. Rams lose in Santa Clara, and the injured Eagles meet their doom in Florida. Jameis then goes to throw a bunch of picks in Dallas, while the Niners still wind up facing the Vikings in the divisional round in Minnesota. With home field advantage, a healthy Cook, and the Dig Steelin combo ready to go, Zimmer continues to have Shanahan's number and books himself a trip to Texas to take on the Cowboys. And get this, the number one seeded boys fall to Kirk Cousins and the Vikings in a big revenge game for many. Vikings are in the championship. Chargers and Vikings, 10 simulations. Our champion, the Minnesota Vikings. A small home field advantage, things breaking the right way, and a man on a mission could have been the real world Super Bowl champions. Only time will tell if our world can replicate this result.
Remember how important it is to win those close games. Our real world champion will certainly be one who learned this art. And that is what could have happened if every one point game was reversed. How do you feel? Do you agree? Disagree? Feel free to call me out or shout me out on Twitter at GrantEvanAJ. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next time with another alternate jersey discussing the fates of our would-be Super Bowl contenders.